You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. Welcome, welcome. Outspoken Sunday. We know you've all been waiting for it. Shout out to all the people that always listen. We love you. I keep thinking of Barb in her car. Yes, every every Sunday goes out to her <laughs> car, sits, her sits car. there, and listens to and us. And we love Barb. Uh, of course, there's there's always Josh who sits at his work computer watching us I on know. Periscope. So Hi, Josh. So shout out to all of you amazing fans. And here's the thing. Happy National Coming Out Day. Happy, happy. Everybody in the studio, everybody who's listening right now, it started in 1988, and I love that it keeps going strong. This is the day. This is the day. A lot of people come out on this day. They wait to this day to come out. Davey Wavy came out as, and I don't know that this is a big deal, as, as, you know, he has an open relationship, which I think is great. I don't know if it's a big deal as much as it's an interesting conversation. It is an interesting conversation. Uh, Polyamory is definitely... Interesting. Well, it, it, you know, we talk a lot about on the yeah. show, like uh, Dr. Damon Jacobs, we're having him. He, just to remind everybody, once a month he will be on Outspoken. He is our new sex doctor. If you have any questions you want to ask about relationships, about sex, the important thing is that it's an open conversation without exactly. judgment always because it is in the it is in the secrecy and the darkness that that's where the, the crazy bad things happen. So anyways, uh, so I think Davey Wavy, who, for those of you who don't know, is a major YouTube sensation. He's been doing YouTube videos for years now. Mm-hmm. Um, he has millions of followers. So he came out, that was his coming out thing. So what's interesting about this is National Coming Out Day, of course, was to help empower people in the closet who didn't have, didn't feel supported and didn't have, didn't feel like they could do it. This was a way to encourage them. One of the things they like to say, which I think is important, on National Coming Out Day, it's not forcing, it's not about forcing people out of the closet. No, it's, it's not. about opening up the conversation and letting people be comfortable exactly. to, to use that opportunity yeah. if, if they choose to do so. Yeah, it's opening the door of the closet and saying you can come out whenever you, can come you want. Out. It's okay. Now, okay, so obviously you and I are out as gay men. Um, yeah, this is very true. Right, exactly. So today I wanted to come out, but I, I mean, if I say I'm gay, that's not news. It's not So shocking. instead, I am going to come out as a millionaire. If Hi, that's true, I am a millionaire. If that is true, I'm going to stab I'm you right out. now. No, it's not true, but I'm <laughs> hoping that if I come out as a millionaire, the universe will hear, hear it, and then, uh, then that's it. in a couple of days it'll, it'll happen. I'm coming out as Oprah then because hey, I, I want to look be at Oprah. us all right yeah, this is my dream i'm not sure we're doing uh national <laughs> coming out day right but right you know so anybody out there if you're listening we actually do have a lot of people that listen who are not in a place where they feel comfortable coming Absolutely. out and they send us some wonderful letters and we appreciate that the boys are behind you 100 percent. and if this is your day then uh you know we're happy to to help you and if not we're happy to give you another day of crazy exactly. hot mess sunday to make you feel like you are just as crazy as the rest of the world. So uh, I'm really excited about that. So that's cool. Well, check that in awesome. time. Yes. Jonathan, what did you do this week that was super exciting and you saw okay. For me, it was super exciting because I never yeah. take time to see a movie. 
but I went and saw Grandma with Lily Tomlin. And of course, we well, love- you saw the movie Grandma that starred Lily Tomlin. You yeah, didn't actually see the grandma. movie and see it with and her. No, she's so, not my grandma. Yeah, okay. Although she can be. There a you go. To me. No, we love Lily Tomlin on this show. She's been nothing but kind to us. But uh, she's been getting a lot of reviews mm-hmm. about a movie called Grandma, and I wanted to see it. So a, an awesome little theater here in town that plays indie films, The Magic Lantern, was playing it, and I went with a friend of mine. And I just want to encourage anybody out there who's listening to check it out. Lily Tomlin plays a lesbian grandmother. Um, so it's nice to, that she just basically plays herself. Yeah, you know right. I mean? <laughs> um, and her, and it, the topics, I will warn you, the topic matter can be a little controversial for some people. But anyways, the, basically the whole premise of the movie is she is, uh, she's a widowed grandma mm-hmm. and her granddaughter comes up to her one day and says, I'm pregnant and I want an abortion. And it is the way in which the grandma and the granddaughter interact throughout the movie that does revolve around this this aspect, but it is phenomenal. Hmm. All of the people who start in this movie turn in a really good performance. Lily Tomlin is very thought-provoking sure. and funny, sure. as you would expect, and well, Lily, emotional. Yeah. Very worth seeing. I'm making you come see it with me today. So you are. You're dragging, dragging me you down to, to the Magic Lantern to see it. I am. Okay. Because I think it's... I love I'm anything excited. that's thought provoking that can create a conversation yeah. when you leave. Uh, and it's funny. I, I mean, if about. it's thought provoking through the lens of humor, then Ugh. always, always. It's like you just described my life. Oh, oh good. I know right. you too well. You do. We also did another thing this week. It was kind of interesting. We spent a couple hours, uh, <laughs> which we always me. do, shooting a a sports video thing. Thing. <laughs> Uh, we can't. I, I can't tell you what it is until you see it. But right? get excited! It's coming out this week. But uh, it does have something to do with. We do the sports yeah. minute for CCE Sports we Network, do. and we love our our partners over there. Um, so it's sort of like a. It's related. It's yes. related. So we had to go and pretend to play sports. Basketball was involved. <laughs> I'm very short. Well, you know, I think that from this project, as I was editing it the other night. Um, uh, there are two things that are going to happen. The official video that we're supposed to, you know, release. <laughs> Do, yes. And then the second video where it's just us being idiots. Right. And it's just the blooper reel that exactly. is going to be more because, hysterical. Because that just video. has to happen. Yeah. It just has yeah. to happen. I think we played tennis sort of. And we, we did. And we basket played basketball sort of. We did of, not play then, basketball at all. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. You tried to kill me. I you hit me in the face. A little bit. With your hand, I, I, I think I think it was some pent up aggression. You just don't want to admit it. So, and then we got to play fans in the bleachers. Exactly. So, anyway, so overall a good day. You know how the boys like to have fun, so mm-hmm. that was that. Um, I do want to remind everybody. Like I said, Dr. Damon Jacobs, his next, his first show with us as our new sex doctor. His segment's called, of course, "Let's Talk About Sex." Is November fifth. So, if you have relationship uh, questions that you have, or if you have sex questions or you just you're curious about something uh dr jacobs is who to go to so please send all of your questions uh to us you can send them to a producer at uh, hot mess sunday. sunday.com do that for damon jacobs also secondly we because everybody wants to be on the crew we mm-hmm. also have our our show psychic we do yeah so, we have our m- psychic medium who you can also ask questions too yeah and she's more than happy you've heard her on here before her name is brenda j robinson burgett um so please she has a new segment called soul mending mm-hmm. uh so you can ask her advice on anything you want and anything if you, you and want. brenda is more than happy 
to tell you what she thinks. And uh, so if you want to talk to a psychic, you can do that as well. Um, both of these lovely people are just wonderful friends of our show, and we are more than happy to support them. And we love that they're here. Now, we are going to take a really quick music break. Uh, this is going to be a song by Charlie Puth, who I kind of introduced you to you this do, week. and I'm obsessed with right. him. Right. He's, he's amazing. I didn't know you didn't know about didn't Charlie know. Puth, but mm. he is kind of a little bit under the radar right now, though peeking out. So this is his song, I Won't Tell Us All, which is really about cheating. What's up, y'all? This is Quick. We listen to Outspoken on KYRS. Okay. You uh, are back. We are back with Outspoken, and we're very excited as we are still in the dawning of all states granting the legal right to marry for same-sex couples. Long-term relationships are not a new phenomenon for many of us. Relationships have many pressures from family to society to work and even our cultural heritage. Outspoken strives to tell the stories of all of us so we all may glean from the stories of others the aspects that might help us. We are excited here in the studio to welcome to the microphones, uh, and bear with me, Ricardo Serpa, and I totally butchered it, but just go with it, and Lou Rivera, something like that. They both cringed. Anyways, we're, well, we're excited to bring you both to the, to the show to talk about relationships and what it's like coming from the Latino community and the pressures that culture can place on our relationships as well, especially when we are gay men. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for You're having welcome. us. You're welcome. And you did, and you did great. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, kind of. <laughs> Lou Rivera, Ricardo Serpa. It's very right. Easy. I almost Americanized it, but I always try. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, the effort. The right. effort was there. Awesome. It counts. Let's start with... You two are married. We are married. For how long have you been married? Since now? June 6th, That's 2013. 13. That's amazing. That's they... married together since February 26, 2003. Oh, wow. See, that's crazy. I love that's that you even while. have the together since on the specific date. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's when we celebrate. Oh, I think that's uh, It'll be 13 years. 13. <laughs> yeah. See, and as we stated, you know, long-term relationships, just because the Supreme Court yeah. just made it legal across 50 states, does not mean it's something new mm-hmm. to gay men. Mm-hmm. So what we want to talk about is that aspect. So how did you meet? How did you know that this is the person I keep wanting to spend a year with and then another <laughs> year with and another year with? Tell us how that process happened. Well, I can start, and Rick can interject. Um we met in Laredo, Texas. You meant I supposed to agree? Yeah, you don't <laughs> disagree. Okay. He's gonna, he, I got a feeling he's going to be honorary today and difficult, but that's okay. Yay. So, so um, I had moved to Laredo, Texas, and, you know, God works in mysterious ways, and I truly believe that God led this path to each other because there was anything you could have done that would have taken you on a different path within a second or of of timing and... This is how it was meant to be. So um, I had relocated to Laredo, Texas mm-hmm. to um, to open up an arena, a hockey arena there and uh, in 2002. And we he had been leaving some phone messages to do some business at the uh, Laredo Entertainment Center in Texas. And, uh, and we were very busy. I got there in August. The arena opened in October. And... Um, and Lots of concerts, lots of hockey games. It was really exciting. Sure, right, right. Um, so in January, I decided to answer his call. Or actually, I decided I answered the phone, and it was him. And and then we got to talking, and he told me he was Puerto Rican, which was, to me, 
a Puerto Rican in Laredo, Texas was awesome. <laughs> um, I asked him where we could get some food or were there any Puerto Rican restaurants. Right. And he said, no, you'd have hold to drive on, Hold on, hold on. I need to interrupt <laughs> you on that one. I cannot forget that day. You were very rude. <laughs> you remember that you uh, were so rude when the, the first uh when i asked you you know if you wanted to do business and that's when i said i'm puerto rican and then uh we well he was we looking direct you know we he went was to looking the right to do, direction after he that was looking, oh, I he was looking to do some business i, I left that part out and uh I love so it. it was uh what was it um it was control, right? yeah, it, it was pest control. Pest control, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, I said, well, I, I did tell him, well, if I had waited for your call, then uh, <laughs> we would have been full of pests in the building. <laughs> Lo and behold, he had tried to contact was, me for a, for an extended the period. The chemistry uh, already was there. <laughs> yes, it was. So, uh, so we met up um, yeah. for dinner, and since we there were no Puerto Rican restaurants or sure. Puerto Rican food, I cooked, and um, and we started dating and. Um, we made it official on February 26th. And, wow. Uh, and um, I think that was two days after we met. <laughs> <laughs> was it? That, when you, two days. When you met. know it, you hey. just know it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and, was awkward. And, he's, and he's been putting, uh, up, with, he's been putting up with my crap <laughs> ever since. So It worked so well. Did you ever think that you were going to look back over, over a decade and be like, oh my God, we made it this far? We, we look at that every day, um, you know, but you've got to make it work right mm -hmm. sure especially after 13 years you yeah. just you know um I, I see and it's unfortunate i see a lot of people getting divorced and mm -hmm. a lot of people separating after a, 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 an extended period of being in a relationship and and i ask myself what 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 happens that makes people um separate after so many years together and it, and it happens and obviously we don't judge and we don't judge anybody but um i i just can't see it happening to us i you yeah know. Uh, and we fight like cats and dogs right and we but isn't that how a relationship you works know, right you know well, we're not perfect well, yeah. you know it's all about <laughs> making it work so exactly yeah, absolutely now i come from a russian community you come from a latino community how is that being in a very committed uh gay relationship in the latino community and in a religious community how does that work for the two of you uh, and there's two different answers to this yes. i'll let rick answer first cause okay i have well, a different uh, well he i think um you're right i mean yeah. it's, uh, the macho society you know totally uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's really hard but um at the same time i think uh it's been changing a lot so they'll be more acceptable sure which um i remember um the first time when i told my mom um and uh she didn't accept it and i said okay well if you don't accept it then don't call no more which i felt you know like devastated you know when i talked to my mom that way mm -hmm. and um she uh i'm pretty sure she understood um and i remember the first time when i took lou to visit my family i said you know my family is very you know like old-fashioned so you need to be understandable and uh they might not uh, talk to you, you know, like your mom talked to me. Sure, right. Um, but actually, they were they were great. Rick's dad was amazing. We hung out. Wow, it was like oh, love wow. at first sight hey. with his dad. His mom was a little more shy or a little sure. more. Uh, she wasn't too sure. But I was there for a week, and after the f week, we were just family. And till this day, that's and amazing. It, it is what it is, and you have to accept me, or you sure you right? don't accept yeah. your son. Absolutely, the same way with my family. Yeah, and they love Rick, my nieces and nephews. But it's just. That's my partner. That's yeah. my husband. And it, whoever doesn't accept him doesn't accept me. And that's just the way it is. And that mm -hmm. includes our family. Mm -hmm. Right.
Now, um, so those, so we've heard it, at least I'm old enough that I remember growing up and hearing that the whole concept of machismo was a big, for a lot of my friends back, I was living in Wenatchee, Washington at the time, a lot of my friends who were of the Latino community would talk about that as one of the biggest kind of obstacles was to come to terms with this this. Um, concept of machismo in the Latino community. Did either of you, like, was that even a thing when you were coming out or growing up? Or how was your experience when it comes to that whole concept? Well, for me, and I think Rick's could be a little more complicated, but for me, I never had a father figure in my Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. So there was, I didn't experience the machismo Mm -hmm. as much as Rick did um, coming from a big family, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll let him explain how, how it worked in his family. But with me, no, mm-hmm. I, um, it, it, it does exist very strongly in the Puerto Rican community, but mm-hmm. personally it didn't. Yeah. Um, and for me it was different. Yeah. Um, I experienced, you know, the machismo, especially playing sports as well. Sure. Um, I played sports since I was 11 and, um, you know, being in baseball, you know, being with other, you know, like, macho mans, you know, like, next to you. It, it was really hard. However, uh, when I came out, um, I mentioned to my friends, uh, actually, it was in college, and they, uh, the question they have is, like, why you never told us? And and I told them, you know, I was afraid you guys were going to reject me. And right. they said, we will never reject you. You know, you're a good person, and uh, we love you the way you are. So it, it was really cool, you know, listening, you know, sure. to what they said. Wow. Yeah, That's- wow. Especially when you're worried. You know, we talk a lot on our show about, because we do the sports minute, which we never want you guys to hear because you guys know sports, so you don't want to listen to that. (laughs) But we talk a lot, especially recently, we're going to be talking uh, later in the hour about the first Division I coach to come out. He's an assistant coach over in um, Rhode Island to come out. But every week it seems to be someone new in sports, which is a great new phenomenon that we've been going through over the last two years. But they all say the same thing. I was afraid that you wouldn't accept me. And so far, yay, the the uh, the response has always been that the teammates, there's this bond that you have in sports. Um, and they've all, you know, been very supportive. But so when it comes to when you guys, like, officially decided, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to hitch, we're going to get married. You had already been together for quite a while. Were the families already just like, you know, this oh, is a thing? God. Oh, yeah. There, when... Rick and I, we flew to Philadelphia a few years after we had um, we had started dating, and uh, my family absolutely fell in love with him. My family knew about me, mm-hmm. so there was no issue. As a matter of fact, it, it was like, hi, Lou, and ogre and all over Rick. So <laughs> yeah. my, my aunt, my mom, and my cousin, um, they loved him. They still do. My nieces and nephews, he's their uncle, yeah, sure. and he loves them very much, and they love him very much. So no issue ever, ever. Um, the same with his family. Yeah. Uh, we just came from Puerto Rico. We went to visit his family in July, stayed at his mom's house. We had a great time. We ate like crazy. Again, family. Yeah. Um, and that's just the way it is. It's It was really awesome. That's uh, that's remarkable that, you know, two different sides to the, right. to the well, story. Well, it's hard you know, enough. It's, and it really is. Heterosexual couples to get the family I know. Family exactly. Get the family together. <laughs> but it's pretty remarkable that, you know, you can kind of meet even though one side's not super... Uh, except to the other side is. Oh, it was really cool. Uh, let me tell you a little story. Yeah. So we get there Tuesday. My fam- my mom and my my her husband and my aunt are already yep. there. So they got there Monday. So Wednesday, Tuesday night, they made their way. My family, my mom and her husband made their way to Rick's mom's house where we stayed the whole week. And we all ate there and drank and had a great time that 
Tuesday to Wednesday. So then Wednesday we got mm -hmm. up, all of us, and we went to the um, National Rainforest, mm -hmm. El Yunque in Puerto Rico, and we had such a great time. And then they went on their way after we did, and then we met up later in the week at my aunt's house in Hayuya in Port Puerto Rico. And we again, we were drinking and eating <laughs> and having a great time. And his whole family came down with us that time. There were about... About 20 of us at my aunt's house. It wow. was amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, my gosh. You know, we had, I had written, actually recently written a thing about this, but we had the opportunity to be at your home, and it was a, a big, uh, uh, the Latino community to come together. The mayor was there and everything. But what I found talking to so many people is there's very much a close-knit community. Uh, there's a very much a focus on family and, and being together, which I think is amazing in the people that I spoke with there um, and is interwoven in Latino culture, that, that family and that is very important. Also, uh, one of the dominant religions is Catholicism. Did you have any any? How was it? Because I know you're both very uh, you both have that that godly, you know, mindset. It was there ever a time in your life as you were coming to terms with? just being who you are, not only on a cultural side, but on, on that side of things. Well, we're very spiritual. Um, we consider ourselves Christians. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't practice. I've, I've practiced. I've never practiced Catholicism, yeah. uh, but very spiritual. Believe in God. Mm -hmm. um, God has blessed us tremendously, and to him we give all the thanks. Mm -hmm. um, Rick, do you have anything to add? <laughs> no, uh, I, I think um, you're right. Um, I think it's more like about... Oh, he said I was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, and you have this yeah. on recording. Well, Mark yes, this I down. Do. Right. Well, <laughs> Tally is okay. Sometimes I have to give you credit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like Thank I said, you. sometimes. Right. Keys <laughs> to a successful relationship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, he's absolutely right. Like I said, um, it's, it's just about, um, you know, who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, remembering, you know, your roots and... Uh, and I know my mom, uh, when I told her, you know what, mom, uh, when we were back in the McAllen, living in McAllen, so I I did grow up like uh, being Catholic, mm -hmm. um, but I told mom, I'm going to this other church, and and, and she said, you know, uh, doesn't matter, you know, as long as you're looking for, you know, you know right. the right path, which is God, you know, you can mm -hmm. do whatever you want, so right. you're still my son, and no matter what, I will still love you, so... See, I think that, and that's wow. a really nice message actually today to hear this on National Coming Out Day when I know there are a number of people listening who aren't ready yet, aren't sure they want to exactly. do it. But what a beautiful mm -hmm. statement because it sounds like the journey, although nobody's journey is, is easy per se, Absolutely. but it sounds like you were talking about being blessed. It sounds like it's been very, that at least has been there. Uh, absolutely. We count our yeah. blessings every day. Um, again, just, uh, you know, and we've been in churches where, where, the, the the pastor has said um, when we found God in 2006 it you know and we made him part of our lives we uh you know we went to a church where the pastor uh, what made such a fraternal joke something I would have said when I was in a fraternity back at, uh -huh. at in college yeah um God didn't create Adam and uh, Eve he crea uh, Adam, Adam and Steve, Steve he created Adam and Eve and yeah, I thought right. it was such a an offensive comment yeah. for our pastors it was so hateful we ended up leaving that church and found a church that we were comfortable with but. It's just, um, you know, it just, and there were, there's kids, there were kids and we knew there were yeah. young, young teenagers in, in the church that were gay and we knew they were gay and all they were looking for is, is, is to praise God, a higher being and, um, and, and to, and to be able to, to be loved 
and right. to love. And when a pastor comes out and says something like that, it's so offensive. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, we've got absolutely. a suicide rate amongst yeah. young children, amongst kids that doctors cannot figure out what's the cause. And I don't want right. to make assumptions. Right. But th- we've got a, we've got a problem. We with do. with young young kids committing it's a, it's alarming mm-hmm. and um all they're looking for is to be loved and to mm-hmm. love and and that's what we need to do exactly. absolutely well and you know especially when you trust someone so much like your pastor or you trust someone so much like your teacher like your parents when any of them say anything so hateful like that um, yeah. You're right. That does that does cause and spur a lot of suicides well, in the nation. It's why forty percent, yeah, forty yeah. percent of homeless youth, forty uh, percent of them are gay youth that are just kicked out of their homes because yeah. their families can't. Yeah. So you're right, and it is a huge thing that we need to look at and yeah. say, what are we doing? Because as you said, that I love to say, which is we have one job as a parent, and that job is to love. Absolutely, and, and that is it. And I, and I, I was always loved um, in my family. There was always, always love. My mom, my grandparents, my uncles and aunts. There was never, never, not a moment that I could remember that I wasn't loved. And and that's been a blessing also because when you have family that supports you, it's really important. Yeah. Extremely, and it makes all the difference. Because let's face it, adolescence is hard enough. No matter oh, what gosh. issue is our issue, it is hard <laughs> enough. We need support. Period. Absolutely. Through yeah. all of that time. And I wanted to get back to um, where the co- the uh, conversation started with yeah. my Latina friends at my home. Yes. Those those most of them are, are females, but mm-hmm. and a lot of leaders in the community. Um, mm-hmm. They they are amazing people. They give their shirts off their back. They're smart. Yeah. They've got great jobs. They they are leaders in the community, and we wanted to address the Latino community with the mayor. Yeah, and and he came to my home, and it was awesome, and we had a great time. But I think he heard us. Uh, we know where the issues are, and right. um, he's got a, a great director of uh, multicultural affairs in City Hall. Yeah, that's doing a great job in in promoting the Latino community, and 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 we do things. Oh, yeah. we bicker oh, yeah. and we argue and we can agree <laughs> agree to disagree, but. The Latino community is a, a, a very, a very important part of our community, and whether you're gay or straight or mm-hmm. or Caucasian or whatever, it's part of the community. Sure. So we all yeah. need to support each other. Well, and the Latino community is one of the largest populations we have that's continuing to grow in Spokane. I Absolutely. mean, we can't, you, we can if we want, put our fingers in our ears and pretend, but. That shouldn't matter. But what I'm learning is, uh, I mean, you have introduced us a lot to being there that night at all, met people from all over and were nothing but passionate, first of all, got some fire there and just loving and caring people. I feel like you have this, you know, you you all and I'm guessing you probably gonna do the same thing you know, no matter where in the world you end up, is that you bring people together. You you talk about the leaders there at you all's house. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, you all are those leaders as well. What do you wish that Spokane people listening, that we would maybe reach out and be able to, those of us who aren't from Latino culture, be able to appreciate and understand about Spokane's Latino uh, population? Well, I wish there was a Puerto Rican restaurant in town. <laughs> that way I wouldn't have to cook so much. But um, I know that. What's really important, <laughs> I love to cook though. What's really important is that our community grows in the right areas. Yeah. And that means um, getting educated, that means going to college, um, um, attaining great jobs, and sure. having a great future. Um, if it grows in those areas, and I'm being very honest, if it grows in 
the neighborhoods in the ghetto neighborhoods and and people are just continue to have children and and they're not going to college and they're not excelling and and ra- and raising their community up then it, it's it's not it's not being progressive sure right. so we got to get our kids our latino community educated going to college and granted school's not for everybody i get it but we need to raise our community um and 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 um assure and ensure that they are making a difference, a positive difference in our community. That is, in, and that's important for all of us to listen. If you don't mind hanging out for a second, we're going to take a brief song break um, and then come back. And this is, this is actually going to be a uh, superstar by Raphael. And we have him on air to introduce his song. This Raphael, are single. you there? Yes. Yes, I am. Oh, hello, thank hello, you so, so much for being on our show. Yes. Did we say your name horribly wrong? Oh, no, you said it perfect. <laughs> perfect. Why don't you tell us a bit? We want you to introduce this song. It'll be the first time we have played it on our airwaves, and we would love to hear from the artist himself about why you recorded this song, what that was like, and then introduce us for us so we can hear it. Sure. I recorded this song, Superstar, because I feel like we all have superstars in our life, and it's not necessarily that they're famous, but... You do idolize them or, you know, crush over them like any sort of celebrity you would. <laughs> sure, yeah. And, uh, but the thing really that's important about this song for me is that I'm sort of saying that um, I sort of touched every part of this superstar, meaning I have an intimate connection with them, right. but I really want to get to the heart of them. And that's really the important thing. That's amazing. Now, uh, let's say people hear this song and they they just fall in love as they will with your music. Where can they get more from you? Sure. They can check out my website, officialraphael.com. And that's where they can find the latest uh, information of my new songs and also any of my social media connections. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thanks for calling in today, Raphael. We're going to be playing your song right now. So, Superstar by Raphael. We're going to catch you later. Okay, catch you later. Thank you. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1, 92.3 FM. And this, this is, is Outspoken. Outspoken. If you are just joining us, we do still have our amazing guests in the studio, Lou and Rick. I'm just going to go with those English words. <laughs> just Lou to and Rick. Save me from butchering <laughs> your names all over again. Um, in the studio, I've been talking to us on National Coming Out Day about what it's like to have a successful relationship. You've been a long-term relationship in the Latino community because culture does play such a big part of who we are, especially its own pressures on our relationships, be you gay, straight, Democrat, Republican, doesn't matter. It's all the same thing. So it's all about support right now. And so in honor of that support, we want to take a minute and thank those that support us. Outspoken receives support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar, food menu, and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue, you can get more information at 509-747-1621. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. <laughs> Do Don't you, say that you again? dare. What is, it? is that the Pride Foundation? That's the Pride You're Foundation. You're very Southern. 
Look, we are supported by the Prayer Foundation. I am a worldly person. <laughs> I travel and collect accents. Uh, you do. I tr- collect accents. They're just not the right ones. No. I can't ever say them correctly. <laughs> they end up from- Yeah, your French sounds like a lot of British. So right, it does. And so does my... Aust- everything sounds British in my world. Yes. Uh, even my English. So we are inviting both Lou and Rick to be part of the dish today. And, and they have wisely or unwisely decided to do it. So, so, guys, I don't know if you know, on The Dish, we just talk about a handful of the stories that are happening right now in the country, and we just kind of dish about it and talk about it. And the first part, I'm kind of nervous that you're in the studio for because it's the Sports Minute, and we're going we're gonna to have a brief little conversation about sports, so you can correct us on everything that's wrong. Because in, in sports, Sergey likes to play tennis, and apparently he pitches the ball, which I isn't do. a thing. Is tennis a sport? Oh! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right. Is right. golf a sport? Because yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, they, that both, they both are sports. I know. Yeah. We That's, talk about mm, that as well. we'll but <laughs> today, we're going to actually talk about Chris Burns. He's the first gay coach in a Division One men's basketball. Yeah, and he is the assistant coach at Bryant University mm-hmm. Bulldogs in Rhode Island. He is the first men's or women's Division One basketball coach to be out at all. Um, he was very nervous about this. He, he actually was. was a star player mm-hmm. at the university, Bryant University, uh, when he was going there. And he actually had um, another player in him were boyfriends at the time. His his ex-boyfriend is out and uh, Anna coach as well and has been very supportive of him in this coming out process. But this has been hard. And one of the things that the assistant coach said um, was, let me see. Oh, he realized, he came to a point where he realized he had to stop choosing between being a coach or being a gay man. And he realized the time had come for him to be both. Um, and so far, so good. Now, you all follow sports. Big time. Right? Big time. Huge sports fans. Okay. Is it surprising to you two, seeing how much progression has happened within just the last year and a half, honestly, in the sports world, to have so many more athletes being willing to come forward and say, I'm gay? It's... It's kind of, it It hasn't progressed enough. Sure. There's, Amen. Throughout the course of history, obviously, there's mm-hmm. been gay and lesbian athletes and coaches. But, you know, while we're, while they're coming out at a faster, more quicker rate in the last few years with, with the acceptance, you know, people have lived in, not a lie per se, but in, right. in, in the closet yeah. Um in, in athletics and sports. Sure. Uh, from sure. the major leagues on down. Um and, and it it's a tough life to be able right. to live that way. Um so this coach coming out at assistant coach in D one, uh, that's 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 awesome. But um there's been plenty I've read about over the course of the last few years, athletes in D one yeah. and, and mm-hmm. professional athletes mm-hmm. that are coming out and that's great. Um I, I you know, I think you should be able to share with the world who you are, but I, I don't think it um you know it, it's a tough world it's a macho mm-hmm. world out there mm-hmm. so you got to be careful yeah at the same time well, i um, think michael sams has proved that that the there's definitely been a rough go for him since he's come out and he just recently oh spoke yeah more yeah. about how he does kind of blame his trajectory in the nfl career to his coming out so early um one of the things that's fascinating is everybody is we we read these stories constantly and and I'm fascinated that they're always, it always seems to be, like you stated, actually 
some D1 players have come out uh, within the last year, but it's, you know, the first. It always seems we want to say, I don't believe there's many more firsts left. So this is the first male coach in the D1. Every time we talk about this every week, it's the first and whatever. And pretty soon I'm excited for it no longer to be the first. Right. It's you know just I mean? another. It's just another person, yeah. another coach who just happens to be gay. And, and I that's think, what would be beautiful. And I think something that we've talked about on uh, on here a couple of times is people coming out while they're still playing and not after. Yeah. Uh, because we find out so many times that someone had been an athlete and then after they retired, they come out and say, well, yeah, I was, I was gay. But right. now it's a big deal to come out while you're playing. But, you know, I agree with you, Lou. I think that it's not progressed enough. It's definitely mm-hmm. not at the point where it doesn't matter what you uh, yeah. if you're gay, if you're straight, if you're... Uh, any part of the LGBT community, uh, it still matters in the sports community, and it shouldn't. Absolutely. And my husband played ba- uh, baseball. Yeah. He got drafted, so he could tell you a little bit. And right. that was a long time ago. So, Yeah. Um, it, like I mentioned before, it, it is hard. But uh, I, like Lou said, you know, uh, it's not progressive enough, but I think that's a good start you yeah. know, for people coming out. And uh, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be more people um, kind of like accept, you know, uh, themselves. Yeah, and uh, you know, come out and tell the people this is who I am. You know, you have to accept me, and uh, doesn't matter. You know my uh, preferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be here to help you to support you. And uh, if if you're good as a coach and as a person, right. you know those people. You know, uh, will continue like um, dealing with those um, you know uh, gay mm-hmm. uh, persons, and uh, absolutely they they're gonna continue. You know, with their success. Exactly. And I think that, that the key is that they keep coming out and that the conversation keeps happening until it is just like every other thing. It we is. Do want right. to, uh, we do want to thank our friends over at CCE Sports Network for allowing us to do the Sports Minute every week. Mostly because they think it's hysterical to hear us talk about sports. <laughs> A lot of the times it is because God knows I don't know anything about sports. <laughs> right. and, and, uh, and I want to give a little shout out to our Philadelphia Eagles. We're big time Philadelphia Eagles right? fans. And they're beating the uh, New Orleans Saints 26 to, 26 to 10. Oh, I See? think it's 29-10. It's Are actually 29-10. Oh, they just scored a field goal. Oh, oh wow. Are you really <laughs> I love that. I watch football um, if I'm dating someone who likes it. That's how it works for me. Get into that. Well, with that sportsman, it's done. Let's get into the meat. Let's get the into main course. The main course of the Dig dish. In. The first thing I want to talk about is talk about it is what everybody's talking about, which is Danny Pintaro. If you were a child of the '80s, you will remember Danny on Who's the Boss, playing the little brother to uh, Alyssa Milano's character. Although they weren't actually related, he she was Tony Danza's daughter, mm-hmm. and then he was Judith Light's son. Anyways, recently he did. Um, Oprah's Where Are They Now? And in that, he came out and said, I have had HIV for 12 years, and I have told no one but my family and close friends, and I would like, I would like to state it now. He's, he's stepping up as an HIV advocate. advocate. Yeah, yeah. It has been a rocky week. Very rocky week. There, Let's talk about The View. Uh, yes. That was disgusting. Mm-hmm. That was ridiculously awful. Raven Simone and Candace Cameron Burr had the interview with Danny Pintaro, and it was insensitive. It w- There's a moment where Candace Burr looks at Danny Pintaro and says, do you take responsibility for your promiscuous lifestyle? First of all, you're a reporter. Second of all, there's no room for you being no. judgmental no, no, no. or moralizing this person that you were talking to. That's not your business and there's no place for it right here. It was disrespectful to the guests. Here's where we are 
at right now as as a society hiv right now is still very stigmatized it's still it's not it's not just a disease it's exactly it's you were promiscuous with Mm -hmm. your sex and even that is not you know progress enough it's you cannot have sex if you aren't in a relationship or even you know married yeah yeah exactly so So it's very we put all these borders on it and so when that gets broken it's not about you're an hiv advocate well how did you get hiv and why are you being it is tantamount it's tantamount to her saying you earned it do you take responsibility for earning your hiv but what makes it even worse is then raven simone steps up and says i know you're married can i ask your husband a question his husband his husband's in the audience yeah. and it has this look of like, what is happening? Yeah, right. <laughs> the camera goes in and she asks him the most inappropriate question that you wouldn't ask anyone. Yeah. It's called boundaries. Mm-hmm. And she said, so do you have unprotected sex with your husband? Hi. Yeah. <laughs> and the <laughs> right. look, the look on his husband's face of what is happening. You and Danny ask- being in media took the, the question right. back. Absolutely. But you Absolutely. don't that, talk about insensitivity, but... That's not only what's mm-hmm. going on. Then Danny Pintaro comes out and says, and he's being very transparent, which I, you know, takes a lot of courage and more power to him, but he's still learning how this goes. And he says that he got, which could be very true, but he says that he got uh, contracted HIV through oral sex, which, yes, you can. The, the chances, chances are, are extremely low. low. And, but then later he talks about why he thinks it was. It has to do with he was on meth. Um, there were uh, sores in his mouth, here's all of thing. that kind of here's thing. Here's the thing. Right now what the conversation is isn't about him having HIV. It's how did you get it, which does not matter. Which why do you have thing. it? It's a, why do we care why he has HIV? He's being an advocate. He's being proactive about it. He's doing great things about it. Why are we not focusing on that? Because we want to sensationalize stories in this country mm-hmm. instead of looking at what we should learn, what good can come come from this. So there, and there's this this guy learning about how to be an advocate in front of yeah. the scrutiny of the nation, all of the, yeah, of the mm-hmm. nation, and reporters who are being extremely insensitive to a, a young man who is going through this, and it's this very public fumbling. <laughs> Yeah. Of a very important topic. One of the things Alyssa Milano came out and said was, because she was his co-star, and she said, what I do like is we haven't been talking about HIV in this country for a little while now. Right. It's like, in the beginning, the conversation was very much a part of our public vernacular. It was huge. And then it paused and froze, mm-hmm. and then finally it's coming back out in a very slow way. It's important that we're still talking about this disease. So... Any thoughts? <laughs> we'll just throw it at you guys. Uh, with Danny, did you hear? Had you heard about the story at all? I did. I I heard. Uh, I read a little bit about it, and mm-hmm. it, to me, it was no big deal. Uh, sure, mm-hmm. right. Uh, I didn't. Raven Simone has got her own issues. Yeah, she made a she... comment on the View uh, that I was reading about mm-hmm. about she wouldn't hire um, African Americans with yeah. African Americanized name, African American yes. names or something. Yeah. So she's really getting, um, she's feeling the brunt of that idiotic yeah. comment, but, yeah. um, I didn't hear that they had asked him these questions and, yeah. you know, but you know, when you put yourself out there, you're going to get it, you're going to get it. So mm-hmm. yeah. you, you either refuse to answer them or you answer them. And that's right? just how media is. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> quite personally, I don't think it was such a big deal. I, I, th- I don't think it really matters. I, I think, the the HIV question um, in the future will be like the gay question, and nobody right. will care. Do you think though that right now? I I think the problem right now is we still aren't there though. So the conversation still needs to be happening because we're not to the point where it doesn't matter yet. Especially with drugs like PrEP that are on the market now, and gay men 
coming back to a new sexual revolution, which is, oh, because of this drug, we get more freedom, but at the same time, we're kind of going way out here and we forget to have the rest of the conversation. Do you think that we're, we're, we're not quite to the point of it's a non-issue? Um, it is an issue. It's, it's a public health issue. Um, Very much. You want, to, you want for people, uh, I guess, to get tested. Um, sure. And you want for people to be healthy. But um, I think it's more of a scare thing for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'm not very familiar. So Right, yeah. right. <laughs> well, and the good thing is, although, you know, we talk about not being completely safe, but it is nice to be in a long-term relationship because it does take part of that, you know, when you're in the dating world. I don't even want to start with the fear that, <laughs> that I have out there. But you're right. There are those good, you know, that's, it's just the path of life, you know, that we have different questions for different aspects of where we're at. One of the things that uh, I read in article on that I think is important is, yeah, about this oral sex thing mm-hmm. that he mentioned, the, yes, it is a very rare for you to get it, get HIV contracted through oral sex. We can't forget that it's still very easy to get something like gonorrhea, um, syphilis, all mm-hmm. these things can, chlamydia. can yep. chlamydia, gonorrhea and chlamydia. I, I well, and syphilis there. as well. Through, so I think that we do the scary monster first and then we forget to talk about the little, the side notes. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? That it's important to understand if you're going to be sexually active, know what you're doing. Yeah. You know? And I mean, if you're going to have sex, there's always risk. So yeah, there is no such thing as safe sex. It's only safer. Safer, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's it's so I like to always compare it to driving. There's no such thing as safe driving. There's safer driving. Exactly. You're, if you're in, if you're behind the wheel of a car, you can get into an accident. You can. just pulling out. It's yeah. So, it's really tough. To, it, yeah. It's really tough to comment on 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 one of these. It's 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 very sensitive. It's um, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's it is. um, it's something that it, it's it's hit the gay community really mm-hmm. hard. So. Uh, but there's things out there. There's great doctors, from what I there read. Are. There's great medication. It's it's not a death sentence anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, speaking of sports and HIV, Arthur Ashe, a great tennis right? athlete and mm-hmm. you're a big tennis fan, he had a blood transfusion. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. Arthur Ashe was not gay. Right. Um, he had it was a terrible, terrible um, error. Because um, mm-hmm. we were screening everything Absolutely. like we should have been. So right. we lost a great man due mm-hmm. to a, a medical oh, yeah. error. Um, uh, Magic Johnson, 1991. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, mm-hmm. I was uh, first year. I started Rutgers in 1990. 1991, he came out. Yep. Huge deal, Magic Johnson. Absolutely. Contracted yeah. HIV. Yeah. Huge. Um, still living, still healthy. Yeah, still undetectable. With his wife. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the I know question is, how crazy. did he get it? But right? um, it's right. no one's business. Exactly. There you go. And I think and that's, that's, that's like you said, Sigrid. I think that's where it is. We we want to get to the tabloid part of it. Mm-hmm. We don't want to get to what can we learn from it. Part exactly. Because that's and not that's, that's not fun. It's fun and it's exciting to know why did you get it, all the right. secrets. But once it's like, well, let's get down to business and fix it, no one cares. Right. One of the things I want to point out is you, everybody knows, the Outspoken Boys work uh, a lot with the Spoken AIDS Network and with educating the public on this. So we do want to encourage everybody to go to endaidswa.org and see we have helped out to get some of the eastern side of the state represented on a very important website and a very important uh, subject, which is, of course, the governor of the of Washington state signed the proclamation back in uh, World AIDS Day last year mm-hmm. saying that we're going to end AIDS. 
by 2020. Well, end dates 2050, cut new and, uh, infections. infections by half 2020. Yeah, so you can go on there and Amazing see some of your fellow community that. members yeah. with their pictures up there and their quotes. And, and it's, a, it's a very informative website, but it takes the conversation that we are, are, are pushing to be able to get there. Now, before we go on a song break, let's real quick touch on Tennessee uh, and the magical things that happen the down magical there. Magical things. Magical things. Yeah. Can we talk about Michelle Bachman? So Michelle Bachman had made a statement. She's obviously a notorious part of the Tea Party. But she had made a, uh, a statement recently about God bringing his wrath on the U.S. due yes. to the passing of uh, Supreme the Court Supreme Court ruling, ruling on mm-hmm. gay marriage. And so Tennessee, uh, uh, County Commissioner Karen Miller thought, Oh my gosh, that was the brilliant statement. And she has drafted a resolution. Actually, official. Actual, very, I've yeah, read the whole legal, thing. Signed, yes, everything. Lots going of whereas the is house. all mm-hmm. through it. And it is a proclamation of sorts saying to God, yeah. saying, God, please do not strike our county. When you come to destroy the U.S., please spare our county from your wrath because we were forced to have to give gay people marriage licenses. Right. They call us drama queens. I'm I just know. gonna say, <laughs> but if you read this whole thing, this is what I'm I'm concerned with. It's ve- first of all, it's it's absolutely vile. It is. It is. And it's, it's quite offensive. absolutely disrespectful to anybody else in the house in Tennessee who mm-hmm. has a different viewpoint of a religious belief than she has. Right. And that's more concerning to me than the ridiculous statements, which is gay people have just are going to now destroy the earth because we decided to get married. Mm-hmm. I thought they wanted us to be more, you know, heteronormative. And so marriage is part of that. Um, but apparently not. Because they just want you to be straight. So exactly, my concern is that that seems more, and the fact that it is, it is that we are having this discussion where our very leaders are saying it's okay to disregard the law. It's okay right, to be right, civilly right, right, right. disobedient here's, on such a massive. Here's scale. my number one issue with this, and you know this. I talk about it all the time. Uh, separation of church and state. I'm pretty sure for the last 150 <laughs> years that we've kind of forgotten about that and misused that yeah. because. How is it that for so long we have completely ignored the fact that there is a separation of church and state, which in by definition makes it illegal for anything that has anything to do with religion to be a part of yes. a legal system? So yeah. if you put into words that God is going to uh, destroy Hell the yeah. U.S. but spare mm-hmm. this country, that is actually an illegal document mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. I mean, go ahead if you're a lawyer, call me out on that. But right. separation of church and state is one of the founding blocks of uh, right. you know, our, our nation. So why mm-hmm. are we you know, pursuing an action that is going directly against that. That is why we formed, you know, this country. A huge reason. Yeah. Because we didn't want to be a theocracy. And why right. are we still, still not understanding that you cannot mix the two? Have whatever religion you want. Absolutely. And Go for it. You have that freedom, but don't bring it into the legal well, system. And the problem is the respect factor. Yeah. Is absolutely. there is none. Like, none. there's no respect going for anyone. And my concern is when do we stop the foolishness? Mm-hmm. When do we stop and say that we should even entertain that this is happening? It's out of bounds. You're out of place. And no, you can't hijack the system for whatever belief system you have, because that means anarchy will reign and anybody can do it. Yeah, I can be right. any other religion and say, well, because you get the right to tell me you can't help me, I'm going to decide I get the right to tell you I can't help you. And then is there any order left 
in the U.S. And my problem is when do we stand up and say, go to your corner, take a timeout, we're mm-hmm. all acting like toddlers, mm-hmm. and we're done. Period. Right. Yeah, because it's getting really murky water out there, and it every is. week it's something new. It's something, right. And I can't take very many more <laughs> Kim Davises or no, Cakes no, no. by Melissa no, before no, no. I'm just going to go get in my bomb shelter. Oh, and that, that's the solution. Well, bomb if, shelter. If we're going to be destroyed because I decided to get married, <laughs> I'm going to get my marriage uh, bomb shelter as part of my family. How <laughs> irresponsible of you, Jonathan. You're the cause. And I've tried hiding. to get married. I don't know how y'all do it, <laughs> but I tried. To and get, it didn't work very to get well. What gay married? To get gay married. Yeah, I tried it, married, and it was yeah. hard. At five years in, I was. Well, out. there is a process. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. There is a process, <laughs> and you've got to go to the county court offices. To oh, right. Okay. The basement. That's yeah, where the right. gays. That's where the gay <laughs> no, marriage goes. We didn't have to go to the basement. <laughs> in, in Kentucky, you may have to. Go <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Where Kim and Davis then for some reason, from. you can't find your way out, and then you're stuck there. It's just a prison. But can I make a comment about about this Tennessee thing? I think. I think you guys are giving it too much credit. I think these people are crazy, <laughs> and you shouldn't. And they even, are. You shouldn't even justify them with 15 seconds of radio on your. T- uh, on your uh, <laughs> I would love to say that that is totally true because in real life that should be. But the fact that it even made it as far as it has tells me that we better not forget that it's happening, you know, or we're gonna wake up one day and I we heard, are in that basement. I, I heard right. the, the 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 world was gonna come to an end. On oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. The other September, no, it was oh. last month one oh. time. September there was another third or twenty six. Wow. Yeah. Now there's another <laughs> one on the other end of the world but yeah as 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 a a christian and a, and a true believer in god um no one knows when god's coming right and god does sure. yeah and i don't think god is going to destroy the world because gay, uh, men are getting married to each other right no exactly. in my heart of hearts so um i think there's a know. you know uh, i'm i'm what, what keeps me really um good on facebook is i i have my fam my mom and and, <laughs> and my former pastor in Beaumont, Texas, on there, so you, you tend to make sure you don't kind of <laughs> put crazy things on there. But yeah. um, uh, he posted something uh, the other day. He posted, uh, uh, oh, there were 11 Christians that were murdered in, by ISIS or something, ISIL, mm-hmm. in, in the Middle East. Um, they were beheaded, and, and this has been going on forever. And um, th- th- politics and, and the CIA and all that, U.S. government, we could talk. That's another story for right. another day. But he writes, Jesus is coming soon. And with with the the article on the eleven Christians that were murdered, and I said to myself, I didn't respond, but I said to myself, if this is the reason Jesus is coming back, then we've got a problem. Yeah, Jesus is not going to come back because eleven Christians were killed, or, or how how many Christians were killed. Jesus is coming back because, at some point, I believe he's going to come back. But there's worse things going on in this world right. than eleven. And, and granted, um, I I feel bad, and and obviously right. there's, but. The reason Jesus is coming back is not because 11 Christians were murdered. Mm-hmm. It's because of the evil in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with, with gay people. And all I have to say for the 11 Christians, which you were right, is a horrible tragedy. But why there have been hundreds, if not thousands, of course, in our past M- millions, that Christians millions. have died. And I'm like, so he just Well, and not only 11. that, what, yeah. about, what about all the uh, Muslims that are dying? What about all yeah. the Jewish people that died back yeah. in, you know... The forties. Jesus let's, cannot let's be bothered. Twenty-five about million, that. <laughs> right? Exactly. 20, Twenty-five million Russians. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Exactly. All of the people who have died ever. Yeah. I mean, uh, whoever it it's is. It's funny, but I do think it is funny because I think it was just this last Wednesday. We was another person saying last Wednesday was supposed yeah. to be the end of the world. So it's every week. Yeah. There's a new one. Yeah. So I mean, and and you know, who has time? The, a lot of these, this this mayhem and yeah. this death and destruction, it's really caused by a lot of religions. 
It but really we, is? Exactly. Yeah. That's it's, the sad part. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what hurts God's heart. See, more than if anything I else. feel like the biggest way to control anyone is through fear, and unfortunately, a lot of religions use that as really it, their, it is based in fear, their yeah. central idea, and that's the problem. It should be about that spirituality is too free. Absolutely. You know, yeah. All right. Completely. Uh, we are at You're welcome. the that was top. your church for today. There's, there's your church. <laughs> Take it home. Sit on it and then sleep on it. Um, we are at the top of our second hour, so we're going to take a really quick uh, song break, and then we will be back to talk a little bit with Lance Sanderson about his story. So this is a song called Polish Girl by Neon Indian. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And this is Outspoken. It's been a hot first hour, that's for sure. We just finished with The Dish. We still have Rick and Lou in studio, and we've been having a lot of fun talking about relationships and then everything else that comes to our mind. Um, if you have been listening to our show the last few weeks, we have uh, talked about this young man quite a few times. Lance Sanderson is an 18-year-old senior at Christian Brothers High School in Memphis, Tennessee. Recently, he did want to take his boyfriend to home coming and was told that he could not and it gets worse then he goes back to school and he's suspended for a week because the school didn't like the bad press that he brought to the school well to find out everything that actually happened from the man himself we want to welcome lance sanderson to outspoken lance you are on the air nice to be here (laughs) thank you so much for taking time out to be with us i'm sure it has been a whirlwind for you as people want to know more about this story and you're dealing with the actual story itself so uh, it's (laughs) kind of crazy (laughs) i bet do you mind walking our listeners through what happened and what is currently going on okay well uh a couple months ago i spoke to one of the administrators and they uh i just kind of casually asked if I would be able to bring a guy to like prom or a dance or something like that. Sure. Um, and he said that he wasn't sure and uh, told me all these facts about, uh, or what he called facts about LGBT relationships and how they're unstable. And um, it, it wasn't a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it ended with him basically saying no or that, our policy is no and that it's not likely to change. Um, then about uh, a couple weeks ago, so like two months after the first time we spoke, I was homesick. It was a Monday, mm-hmm. and they put out an announcement over the bulletin that was running all week, and it said, um, you know, students are welcome to come with uh, basically a girl from the other school other schools, um, but guys from other schools aren't allowed to come for logistical reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and that that didn't sit well with me, right. um, mostly because in the conversation that I had had with the administrator, I was very specific in saying that, yes, my date is not at DHS. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that, that kind of created a problem. Right. Um, a lot of the students kind of messaged me while I was out sick saying, hey, this is, like, directly at you. Right, um, right. Yeah. um, So it kind of just went from there. uh, I'm a photographer, Mm -hmm. so I have a lot of contacts from internships and uh, work that I've done. And uh, so I called someone that I used to work for in D.C. Um, I had, like, a week-long internship with him a couple years ago. And... um, so he owns a social media strategy company, mm-hmm. and 
he called one of his friends at Mike.com, and uh, I think they were the first people to put out the article. And then I guess my inbox blew up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, um, so I, I've probably received like a hundred interview requests so far. Oh it, yeah, and I it it's just crazy now. Um, the school oh. has doesn't really respond to any of the interview requests or anything. They they've kind of stayed quiet. They told students to um, I mean not interact with the press. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. well, isn't one of the reasons that they asked they kind of made you go home or stay home? I guess for that. Uh, time period was because they said you were bringing a bad light on the school with the media attention. Is that correct? Well, they uh, that's what they said. Um, I think that everything that I've put out, um, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter or in an interview, has been very positive. Right. Um, sure. I just want to see CBHS and schools like it change. Right, exactly. absolutely. Well, you know, after having that conversation with the administrator, and going home, what was your thought process? I mean, what was going through your head that, you know, prompted you to want to take this kind of action, want you to say, you know, I want these schools to change? What was going through your head? Um, well, I, I think that the first thing I realized was I've been very quiet. Sure. I haven't really spoken up for anything that I really believe in or um, that I think is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um so I was kind of just tired of keeping quiet and just letting things go. Um, I was ready to like try to change something. Sure. Now, did the administrators and or your friends at the school know that you were gay uh, before this this uh, event? Yeah, I've I've been out since um, the end of freshman year, um, mm-hmm. like right after Easter break. Sure. Um, I actually I came out to the that administrator in freshman year, so. Now, did I read, and and correct me if I'm wrong, because with all of the reports going on for you, I'm sure there is some misinformation out there. Was there at one time, like last year or whatever, like you said, you've been out since freshman year, that there was someone who said you could at some point bring a boyfriend, and then it changed with this this, uh, administrator who was saying that, you know, that there's more violence in gay relationships and all of that. Was there a point where someone seemed to have been more supportive? Well, there was. There was definitely some more support in the administration um, last year. I was close to a couple of the people, mm-hmm. and um, they had expressed support both for me personally and for you know how how that everyone should treat me. Um, and they've been there for me since like freshman year. Um, and they, I was kind of looking at transferring, and they told me that um, CBHS doesn't discriminate and that it shouldn't be a problem, but we both recognized that, you know, they weren't the final authority on, on that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't have anyone to bring at the time, so I wasn't sure. too worried about it. Right. Now, what happened, like, what's going on right now? Are you are you back at the school? Are you still not welcome back? Or what is, what's your status right now? Um, it's, it's complicated. <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> We went back to school after fall break on Thursday, and I went to school, and mm-hmm. um, I were, the school's working with me to figure everything out, and mm-hmm. um, I plan on graduating and going to college somewhere, and that's the number one priority. Right, sure. 
Exactly. So what do you think of, you know, you took this public and you've obviously done many shows like ours. Uh, what has this done for you? Do you think you're, you're accomplishing what you wanted to? Did you, you know, you wanted to make that stance. You wanted to be a voice for basically equality and non-discrimination. Do you look back and is it, is it what you wanted it to be? Is it, oh, why did I do this? Where are you at with that? I mean, I don't, I don't have any regrets. Um, I think that everything I did, everything I did needed to be done. Um, I kind of wish that it hadn't happened at CBHS and it hadn't happened to me, but I mean, you do what you have to do. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, it's been overwhelming. Um, I, it's hard to sleep and uh, it's stressful, but I mean, I'm getting through it and there are a lot of people that support me, both in Memphis, in the U.S., and internationally. Now, what's your parents' stance on this? Where are they at in terms of supporting you uh, throughout your journey? Uh, they're supportive. They're just worried about me uh, graduating and then sure. getting into college. So. As as yeah. they should be. That is that is a very big deal. I mean, a school, I think it, it's silly for a school to take away uh, opportunity for you to graduate and get an education because right. of obviously something so... Uh, not important. No, and you have started a bigger conversation, especially when it comes to private schools. Mm. Lots of people, of course, lawyers will come out and say, you know, it's a slippery slope. I mean, as a private school, they have a right to these these policies that they have, but at the same time, especially with CBHS having a we don't discriminate policy, um, it's it would make it makes it a, a slippery slope for them to say we don't discriminate, and yet this situation has happened with one of our students. Do you hope that this will take on maybe uh, more of an oversight of private schools in these types of policies? Um, I, I hope that it encourages private schools. Um, look at their policy and to um, try to modernize and uh, move toward accepting everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, CBHS specifically, in their mission statement and everything, and the handbook, it says that uh, we don't you know, discriminate based on including sexuality. Mm -hmm. um, the brothers teach you know, social justice. They have an emphasis on accepting others. Um, I think they're kind of lagging behind. Right. <laughs> um, Obviously, yeah. But I, I hope that, you know, all of the support that we've received from the community and all of those voices um, are heard and that they encourage both CBHS and other schools in Memphis and the U.S. to, uh, you know, move forward with their policies. Right. And I have to say, you had mentioned earlier, uh, to the statement that was made after the fact, and I, I have it here, and it said, all current CBHS students are invited to attend this weekend's semi-formal homecoming dance on Saturday, September 26th from 7.30 to 10.30. CBA CBHS students may attend the dance by themselves with other CBHS students or with a girl from another school for logistical reasons boys from other schools may not attend. And like you were saying, this is was kind of like tacked on after the fact that your situation already had already begun, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I and a lot of parents and other students and uh, I, basically everyone I've spoken to really uh, doesn't like that policy. <laughs> um, right. They think that, I mean, it, it is discriminatory. Um, yeah. If I, either it's a sexist thing or it's a... Um, anti-gay thing <laughs> right right um, well it's very it's very transparently uh 
<laughs> a little a dis- bit. A discriminatory <laughs> thing, yeah, anti-gay thing. In either case, discriminatory. Of. Well, yeah, absolutely. All, that's, all the way. <laughs> and for a school that's supposed to not discriminate, right. especially clearly on uh, sexuality, then that uh, kind of gives you a different message. Exactly. And uh, yeah. in your senior year, it's it's supposed to be, you know, the best year of of our lives when we're finishing up that part of our educational process. Homecoming is a very important part of that. It's a very it's it's a rite of passage for every teenager out there if they choose to accept it. Do you feel like it was taken from you? Like it was just stole from you that part of the experience? Um I I think a lot of um experiences I would have, you know, had have been kind of pulled away, um, uh, especially now that everything's public. Um, I I would have gone to homecoming, and I imagine that it would have been, you know, the first dance that I enjoyed as a student, but, um, I mean, that just didn't happen. Sure. <laughs> well, oh, well. I, I mean, I because you're so public, I think that has definitely started conversation nationally with the public, uh, I mean, private schools, uh, in terms of accepting uh, gay students and LGBT community. And I don't think that, you know, as much as it's been taken away uh, from you, this homecoming experience, I think that it's definitely been given, you know, an opportunity has been given to other students to attend homecoming because of your story. Yeah. And it's such an inspirational thing to, you know, see you go through, especially in high school, uh, such a public uh <clears throat> you know, it's uh, such a public ordeal yep. out here. So well done. Yeah. Is yeah. what I'm saying. And on yeah, and and on National Coming Out Day, by the way, happy National Coming Out Day. I think these stories are ten times more important. So I mean, I know there's that horrible sucky part factor, and there's the you know, even though it's hard I I think it's important and I have to give you props for the courage that you have had to continue to speak about this. Thank you. I appreciate that. Very much. Um, one one thing that I, I did want to mention that I, I think we skipped over a bit, um, that I, I've noticed a lot on Facebook, uh, people are commenting, mentioning that I was allowed to bring a student from CBHS. Right. Um, and, like, we could go as, as, well, they say as a date, but yeah. I think what that policy really means is... Um, we can each buy our own ticket and go alone, but show up together, together. like as friends. Yeah. Sure. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't think there's an argument saying that hey, you can go with one of these other three out people at CBHS as a date. Yeah. I don't think that was a realistic option. <laughs> yeah, because do you think? I mean, if you go to the dance and you do you? Th- I mean, I I just question, and I don't go to your school, so I don't know. But I would question how they would react if. You danced with your date, and it was a guy. I still think there might have been a problem. What do you think? Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, I right. didn't go to homecoming. I don't really right. know who dances with who, but I imagine <laughs> you know all sorts of people mix up and dance. Yeah. But, um, but in the end, you don't yeah. feel like it would have you. You don't feel at the time that you were fully supported by your school. Yeah, I okay. I think there's a lot they could have sure. done to you know, Absolutely. figure everything out. And, uh, now, uh, you're working... Absolutely. You're working with the school right now to kind of help fix and mend what has happened. Uh, coming up in the spring is going to be prom. What is that looking like? Is that hopeful at all for you? Um, 
Are you thinking um, of going to prom? I, I could say with I could say with relative certainty that I will not be attending prom. Sure. Then you know what? I think you need need to go to uh, somebody else's prom. That's, I'm just saying you you go enjoy your prom whether it's at your school or not. I think yeah, definitely go out there because you had it. Did you have a date then for the homecoming? I did. I had someone that I wanted to bring, and I've I've tried to keep them out of the media. Oh yeah, I don't absolutely. Um, slowly, slowly lost my date, but um, in part because of all the uh, outside pressure. Sure. Oh yeah. Um, but you know that's that's life. Uh, oh well. <laughs> there will be. You will have more chances. We guarantee it. You know, on outspoken, I, we try to spotlight. Uh, Important voices, voices that are are being unafraid to stand up and are bringing a positive light to something that might not be, you know, an easy situation for some. And uh, whether you feel it right now, I know there's a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. You mentioned that you're even losing some sleep over it. Um, I really think voices like yours, especially on a day like, well, on any day, but nice to highlight on National Coming Out Day, you will reap the benefits of doing good work, my friend. I really believe that you will. <laughs> is there um, any... I think it'll all work out. Yeah, and it take time. Absolutely, it is, does take time. Is there any statement that you could make to maybe uh, another, you know, high school student out there who's thinking of being outspoken about a policy that they do not agree with? What do you have any words of advice you would give to them? Um, I I'd, I'd say to uh, you know don't be afraid to speak out, but do it carefully. Um, hmm. Have people that support you in the beginning and have people that are going to support you in the end. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. That support is so important. Well, Lance, thank you so much for calling in today, taking time out of your Sunday. We really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and to kind of work through your story. Uh, yeah. So thank you. Yeah, and for updating all of us. And, you know, if anything changes or you want to update the public on anything else, we sure hope that we can uh, help you do that. Okay, thanks for having me. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you, Lance. You have a great rest of your Sunday. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye. If you uh, have joined us, Outspoken, we just spoke to Lance Sanderson. He's been in the news lately. He is the 18-year-old student from Christian Brothers High School in Memphis, Tennessee, who was suspended for bringing press on his... Um, he was like, he was wanting to bring a date to a homecoming. Right. They said no. He decided to take it public. He was suspended for this, as he said now, and he seemed probably a little reluctant to go into too many details. But they are trying right now to um, to focus to on fixing kind it of at the work school. It out. Exactly. But I was sad to hear he lost his date. It's a lot of pressure. When it you, is a lot of, when, when it's national. Media, when yeah. it's it's a big deal. I mean, poor poor kid. It is. So we are definitely behind uh, Lance. If you have any words of kindness or a note you want to send his way, feel free to send it to us at producer at hotmesssunday.com. We are more than happy to get it along to Lance. It sounded to me like he needed a little encouragement. He did. So he more was... power to him. It's not always easy to stand up when no one else will. Exactly. So, excited it's hard to be time. that trailblazer. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to take a quick song break. And of course, who else would be playing right now except for my future husband, Sam Smith? Of course. Um, it's okay. His song Safe With Me is on right now. We are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. 
and this is Outspoken. Outspoken. Uh, if you just joined us, we've had quite an amazing hour and a half so far. We we, we went through the dish. We talked about we did. some crazy things from Tennessee. Don't get me started. Mm-mm. Yeah. From no Tennessee mama. to Danny Pintaro, which is a very big story right now. We yeah. are reaching out to him currently to get him on the show. And then we talked about the first Division One basketball coach to he's an assistant basketball coach Chris to be out Burns. as openly gay so and we just got off the phone with lance sanderson and he i seriously i really feel like everybody just needs to send him cards and love and send everything. him little love notes because <laughs> that it's hard mm. enough to be in your senior year oh gosh he's it's hard yeah it's he's hard to be a, a christian high school in a high school he's, he's been openly out gay out. since mm. freshman year I mean, the boy is, you Which know, is huge trailblazing already. as it is. Yeah. And then to have all of this, he mentioned the date not really enjoying all of this public scrutiny. He's, yeah, sure. It's hard. And so losing that. But um, yeah, you know, wow. this is Hello, the story it of our lives. hard. I like it. I know. Excited. So we are still here in studio with Rick and Lou. They are we here. We are. First hour talking about relationships. We were just talking in the break. About is it okay to have holy underwear? Right, exactly. Is and it? now it's here's not. here's here's the thing. We started with Carter having holy socks. He, he has holes in his socks. Carter's back there, like not just We're in just the toes. Call him out. Like no, there's very few. M- Throw very material those away on the bottom of his socks. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and is he gay is Carter even gay? Right. right. It, we we question it now. Yeah. We Ho- question no it. holes in socks. His sorry. husband probably questions well, it too. There, w- there was a very awkward dance he had with a woman at Jack Mosey's concert. That was hilarious. Uh, the woman was very she, drunk and, and very she, into Kurt. Very into Kurt. <laughs> so she decided to dance with him and. And he, and the Curter, <laughs> he was just trying to make sure she Curter didn't throw danced. up on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Curter danced with her, uh, so I know I we questioned. That. But then we got into. I wanted to change Curter's name to Curtsy. You he did, did. And he didn't like that. No. He did not and like he called curtsy. you out. I was in that conversation. I know, he did call me. He out. is like, oh, and that's no. very rare for Curty. Curdy. Curdy. Is it Curdy? Uh, can we just, we'll just merge them. I like curtsy. Curtsy. Right, curtsy. It kind of fits him. It, I'm not, yeah. See, not going to lie. the thumbs up. <laughs> oh, so no, back no. to holes in the, in the socks. Yes. No. Or holes in no. underwear. No. Holes in underwear. No. no. If your underwear has a hole in it, throw it out. You, what's the rule? Six months? You shouldn't have it longer than six right? months? I think that's pretty good. Ex- yeah. Like, I'm, what, well, unless, you, unless you have thousands of pairs, then uh, you're good. Yeah. I have. We have thousands of pairs. There you go. I have probably underwear way down in the pack that are older than you. Oh, oh, oh wow! <laughs> Sorry, oh wow! I don't want well, to hear that. Well, let's talk because this is actually very uh, appropriate. Because of course, next week yeah. we have on Andrew Christian. Oh, we do He's on the show, that's and right. he is, of course, one of the greatest gay men underwear designers that's out there. Mm-hmm. And see, wow. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See all these hot people. We just have pictures of hot people everywhere. Everywhere. Um, Andrew Christian, and I bet you he will agree. Not. Oh yeah, you not, have to. Okay, you, I have to drool for a second. You talk about Andrew Christian. I'm looking at a picture. I, ho- of I re- Ricky honestly, Martin. I really hope that <laughs> Andrew amazing. Christian gets. Um, <gasps> do I need to turn your sorry. mic off? Yeah, Stop. you do. I'm sorry. I'm um, I really hope that Andrew Christian gets us free underwear. To be honest, that's really um, why 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 yeah. he's on the show. Now he will probably say to you, "It's yeah. okay for gay men to have holy underwear, but only if the holes are in there for style." Right, uh, intentional <laughs> holes. Yeah, right. Because he has a few very. <laughs> he really does. Yeah. Pieces uh, boys, of underwear. Boys. And well, look, and, and I just recently did <laughs> an ass article. This, ass this briefs. Those are the best. There you go. Ever. That's a <laughs> Rick thing. Rick says this is awkward. We've we've got 
friends in place. Here's Are you going to have these conversations Here's with the, the mayor thing. next week or oh. two weeks? <laughs> oh, we I will. Not. Yes, we will. yes, we will. <laughs> Mr. No. Mayor, boxers or briefs. We'll, right. we'll, we'll say well, that. Well, here's the thing. So we, I recently uh. released an article that was published in Bear yeah. World magazine, and one of it was dating again. Yeah. Dating again means no holy socks. No. It means no holy underwear. It no. means I have to pretend like I have style. Unless it is bl- hard. Unless it is blessed by a, you know... A, a higher power than it's holy underwear. Then it's holy underwear, exactly. right? Exactly. So these are important things. Grooming, important. We must, I, must, I have to make sure oh, yeah. my hair isn't just, you know, woke out of bed kind of hair. I mean, there's this whole thing. Do you, you have to worry dating? about that? <sighs> Did you start dating again? Yeah, he's, he's on the market. I'm on the market. I've been on he's a few on the dates, market. you know, so doing it. So well, good luck to you. Thank yeah. you. I was going to say. Um, for us, um, with all that hair that Rick has, yeah, when he was out of bed, <laughs> he needs to fix it. No. to me. I was know, as a matter of fact, I met him. He had a shaved head. Oh, really? And nice. whenever it grows yeah. longer than a certain length, yeah. I tell him, that's not how I met you. You need to shave it. <laughs> that is not that's the man exactly I married. That's what I said. I need to go back to the gene because you met me. <laughs> oh, but then he doesn't want me to spend the money. R- the right? Oh, hey, this actually makes oh, me feel better. About money. Oh, yeah. Well, That's, I think that would be when the you're married. One. Not not about yeah. not having, about spending. Sure. <laughs> because right? we've been blessed financially, but right, which can get you to it, the point where you don't have it. That spending yeah. part. Uh, yeah. <laughs> spending. No, he is, just wanted is to is go easy. to a gym. Where I don't pay. Oh, those are the best gyms. And when you figure that out, you let me know. If you find one, let me know. I'll go. Yeah, I love it. Well, it does the pressure. Do you feel like the pressure kind of? Isn't as much in when you're off the dating scene than when you're on. The dating scene is very tough, and I think we had this conversation when we first met. Yeah. The dating scene in the gay community mm-hmm. is very tough. Um, I find, and thank God, we I don't have to go through that. I can't speak for Rick. I, I'm sure that he probably feels the same way. Mm-hmm. But it's it's tough whether you're gay or straight. Right. But young gay I, whenever Rick and I go out, and we'll go out every once in a while to, to you know, have a drink and be ourselves, right. and and we see some of these young gay people, and it, I I don't know what word to use. It's it's like, what are they looking for? Sure. Um, you know, it's again, I I, just like the Latino community where we said people need to go out and get educated, the gay community the young gay people they need to go out get educated and so that they're successful mm-hmm. in life um with professional jobs and, mm-hmm. and and um financially well off um and you see a lot of them and obviously they're 21 or and you know you see them and you're like wow um very judgmental yeah mm-hmm. um it, it's all about looks for them mm-hmm. and, and we we see this and and i Thank the good Lord. We don't have to go through that again. <laughs> well, I think that, yeah, absolutely. We went through that as well. Yeah. I, yeah. We, uh, everybody goes through it. I went through it. Yeah. Right. Until sure. I met my husband. But right. that was 13 years before that. But, you know, right. and and I have a good friend in, in Texas, John Beckelheimer. He's uh, married with kids. And, and John was was not very gay friendly until he met me mm-hmm. to, in Laredo, Texas. And, and we're still we're wonderful friends to this day. And, um, he said he, he knew of a few gay guys in Laredo and, um, he said, Lou, there's nothing worse in this world than being an old gay man with, without a, a partner and without no, and without money, without no money. Right. Sure. 
it's mm. it's a tough life. Yes, it right. It could be a tough life. So. I love that Lou looks at me as he's saying this. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I'm teasing no. you. No. I'm teasing you because I have to find the, the humor in all things. But you're right, and it is rough. Um, and, you know, I just had a recently had a conversation with a friend so of mine wrong. about you're ageism. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about ageism in the, yeah. in the gay community. Um, in his situation, I think the conversation was unfortunately misplaced. Uh, on him because he's doing a lot of great work, but it's a true, real conversation that we need to be having in our community. You know what I mean? Because you're right there, and it's hey, more power to the young gay men who want to go out and have fun, but we need to you talk about the there's there's a lot of disrespect there. Well, and you know when we had the bear panel on, we kind of touched on this on the separation between, uh, like you said, the young twenties and then the older. Right. Uh, generation where it's, you know, a lot of disrespect and it's a lot of just they don't see eye to eye and it's different ideals and different. Right. Um, there's actually a really paths, really. Yeah. There's a really good video out. Yeah, there talking is talking to two different generations of gay men and, and it is and how they, they had interact. to connect. Exactly. And, and it was fascinating to hear how they talked about each other after. They knew each other. Exactly. You know what I mean? You but, can make good friends anywhere. Oh, absolutely. You, know, yeah, you never absolutely. know. You should never count the change in anybody's pocket. Yeah. But it's refreshing to see somebody like Sergey, who's younger. Right. And who's, you know, who, like I said, we had the conversation mm-hmm. at, at um, the coffee house. Yeah. And it's, so can I kind of ask absolutely. you? Absolutely. Interview. I, interview. Can yeah. I ask you? So was I right in my assessment of the younger gay community and how they treat older gay, gay people? In or? general, I think yes. I think there's a lot of people that can just kind of, you know, close the doors and not ever want to peek over there. Um, I think there's a lot of people who uh, are very judgmental, uh, even within the younger community. I mean, it's you don't look like this, this, and this. You don't have the perfect body. You don't have a perfect style. You don't have great hair. Bye. Um, But then there's a lot of people who, you know, go beyond that. I think right now it's changing because being gay is so much less stigmatized. And the more... We accept everyone as who they are, the more we can just be humans together versus, you know, the stereotypes that we kind of want to fit into or do fit into, you know. And I think that education plays a huge role in that. I think educating young people is the number one thing that we should be doing, especially gay young men, to help them get beyond that point. Because so many times it's, you know, oh, I don't know who that is or I don't know what that is. That reference doesn't make sense. I'm I'm done here. You know, if somebody... Uh, doesn't doesn't care about HIV or the AIDS crisis or even you know someone refers to Stonewall or what however any anything they just don't care or an old reference about you know anything they're just like that's not me I'm all about you know I'm all about Selena Gomez right now get me my Miley <laughs> move on you know and so it's very surface sometimes but getting that education is what can connect all of us getting to know people is what can connect us and like you said just be open to friends open to friends be open to uh meeting people because you never know um and age is such a unimportant thing as i've learned with jonathan and our relationship what are you trying to say hon look (laughs) you know i love to say you're double my age i am i'm double your age and i do want to mention something about i heard you and lou talking a lot about our education yeah one thing i want to mention about education me especially coming from uh latino community yeah uh, a lot of Latinos are afraid to continue their education. Uh, number one, because different uh, language. Sure, right, right. sure. And uh, me, especially, you know, living in Puerto Rico for 19 years and coming to the United States was really hard, mm-hmm. not knowing the language. And um, uh, one thing that did really help me, I'm the person, kind of the person that when you told me, 
he's not gonna make it. I'm gonna prove that person that is wrong. And right, uh, right. I started learning the language when I was 26. And, wow. Uh, I got my uh, uh, associate degree yeah. in 2005, and then I had to stop for a few years to help my sister getting her education. Yeah. But my goal was, as soon as she finished, I'm going to continue with my bachelor's degree. And that's exactly what I did. She graduated in March 2010. Yeah. In June, I was enrolled to continue my bachelor's, which I um, finished in 2012. And wow. I continue towards my MBA, which... Uh, 2015 December, I graduated with my MBA. So wow. my, my point to those Hispanic and Latino, you know, communities, like, don't be afraid right. of continuing education. And if you think that you wanted to do it and you can do it, there's a lot of people out there that they can help you. There's a lot of resources yeah. that they can use. Absolutely. That is amazing. That's a yeah, great story. Of him. And he yeah. worked full time. Wow. When he got his bachelor's and his MBA, he worked full time. Oh, my God. That's I'm exhausted. That's, so I had to take yeah. care of the house. Well, and sure. you give. Sure. You, <laughs> so it was a wreck. <laughs> yeah, you have to take so, care of the kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. Buster. 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 Oh, now, the there's dogs. a big kid for you. Love, love, He's love an amazing dog. dog. I love that dog. You mm-hmm. say something that gives me hope, though, which is I always think I always want to learn another language. And I think, like, at 40 is my brain, even though I know some. But, I mean, at 26, you had to come to this. I mean, you had to learn this language in this new yeah. country. And that had to have been so intimidating. And yet you did it. I mean, on top of everything else you accomplished because yeah. you were able to overcome a language barrier, I feel like a wuss right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, I need mean, to yeah. just do it. It's, yeah. it's not that because, easy. hey, if you it's could overcome that, I just need to do it. But it's all about wanting to do it. You sure. know? Yeah. And I remember... Yeah. When I started with my ESL courses, uh, one of my instructors, you know, told me, you're doing really good. Yeah. Why don't you, instead of taking, you know, level four, go go to um, 1301 English. I said, like, no, oh. I, I don't want to skip any level. I just want to make I, sure that I don't miss anything. Sure. That's amazing. Yeah. Sure. Well, I think that is really the key that we always try to tell, especially we talk to a lot of the kids at the GSAs, at the high yes, schools, and, yes. uh, to don't give up and never let someone tell you how you're supposed to think. Right, exactly. Especially when some people say, you know, you can't do that because X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But the reality is it doesn't matter, you know, where you come from, who you are, uh, boy, girl, you know, trans. It doesn't matter. Whoever you are, you can do whatever you want uh, if you put your mind to it. So. That's that's an amazing inspirational story. I know exactly, which is what we try, yeah, try to do here. This is what right. We, do we have a song we can take we a do. break? I do want to say something really quick. I want to remind everyone that there is a really fun event that you can go to by someone that we do support a hundred percent. One of your local talented musicians in town. His name is Andy Rumsey. He has his album release party for the album "Here We Are" that is happening. On October 23rd, it's a Friday, 7 p.m. The doors open. If you get your tickets early, it is $5. This man is very talented. We've played him before, and we hope to get him on air to do some live stuff for us. Uh, But definitely something in Spokane you can go out and support. Again, that is on October 23rd, so look for that. Also, remember that coming to Spokane is Riverdance. It's 20 years after the original debuted in Dublin, Ireland. Riverdance is coming to Spokane. We were lucky enough to be able to talk to one of the head dancers on that. There's an article on HotMessSunday.com, mm-hmm. but be sure to check out them. There's the 22nd through the 26th, I believe. 5th yeah, it's that 6th. weekend. It's the Thursday through Sunday. Sunday their yeah, usual, so, typical run. So, so go check see them. that out as well. That's amazing. Okay, we're going to take a quick song break it's going to be a song called runaway by self 
We are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. He'll catch up to you one day. That's what he, he just will. Said. I know some of the lyrics on the, our songs today have been interesting. Um, like the Superstar one. Superstar, I have touched you everywhere. Yeah, I think I that's know. what it was. That was yeah. my favorite one. I was imagining Ryan Reynolds. Oh, uh, were you? Everything was happy. Were you? Okay. Don't talk to him. I'm having a moment. <laughs> But okay, good. if you just join us, guess what? Uh, we've had a great show and we great shows a are great show. coming next week. Yes. We have on Andrew Christian. We do. And the week after is going to be Political Powerhouse Sunday because we have Brady Walkinshaw, the uh, representative from the Seattle District. 49. Seattle District. District 49th mm-hmm. District with his new husband. Um, Micah. Oh, Micah, thank you. Uh, they will both be in talking about their relationship in politics and what yes. it's like to keep that going when the political spotlight is on you. And yeah. that same day, not only do we have Brady Walkinshaw, but we have Mayor David Condon in studio. Just before we're going to find pol- out yeah. if he will be the first mayor in the last four decades to be reelected in Spokane, since we are known, of course, in Spokane to not Re-elect we do not our re-elect mayors. Our so, so that'll be a big deal. We'll so. have a very politically charged, very I love politically political charged. Shows. We call them political parties. Oh, we do. And uh, and actually, Marcus Riccelli is the one who named those segments. Ooh, yeah, exactly. Where we had a he, whole political show with him, and it was... He had a good time. He was also was on, honest. and uh, Brady called in that day. So yeah, Brady's, Brady Brady's was returning on, well. on yeah. to Outspoken. He's, he's, a, he's a good guy. Um, 22nd uh, of October, there is... Absolutely, we're gonna go to River Dance. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you there. That does run the whole weekend, um, like Jonathan mentioned before. Yes. And don't forget, the 15th of October is also, uh, Paula Poundstone. She is going to be in Spokane. She so is. She's at the Bing or the Fox? I believe it's the the Bing. Bing. Fox. She's at the Bing. The Bing. <laughs> Kurt has nodded to us okay. at the Bing. <laughs> we know. We will be there. She is hysterical. If you if you ever <laughs> show up at the wrong to, theater, we'll, yeah, we'll hey. be like that. Doesn't look like her. Uh, well. She's not funny. Yeah. So <laughs> she's playing the cello. What is yeah, this? It's not even a her. I don't <laughs> get it. Anyways, Paula Poundstone was on our show just a few weeks ago, and uh, that was a lot of fun. She had yeah. a lot of things to say about Donald Trump. Oh yes, um, she was very interesting. So she's going to be in Spokane. So if ever you find yourself saying there's nothing to do in Spokane, there's always something to do in Spokane. You just have to look. So we know the arena's busy because this man here works his rear end off at the arena. Lou is who I'm speaking of. So always something to do in Spokane. Please, <laughs> please look out for those things. Yeah. We were at Terrain. We told you about that last week. Terrain has a permanent place down at the old Cracker Warehouse. Cracker right? Factory. Factory. Yes. It's like something with cracker a Cracker Factory. Yes. So... Um, <laughs> So there's always something to do in Spokane, and we always like to bring those. Exactly. Um, so stay tuned, and we will bring you more. Um, but anyways, it's a good. It's been a good show. Been a good packed one. Uh, and we will catch you next time on Outspoken. <laughs> <laughs>